Uh, we are still learning how to receive from God. It's very important. We have been emphasizing the fact that God wants to bless us because he loves us, not because we did anything. Christians these days often are, they are full of the idea that it's only when they have done for God that he will be able to do for them. I'm in this series trying to emphasize to us that that is not true. The only reason why we can do for God is because he did for us. God is not giving you money because you gave to him. There are times I hear people say, go and give money so that your children can be delivered. I think it is not right to say that. What you need is to believe. Faith is the basis upon which we approach God. Faith in the name of Jesus we have been emphasizing. And that name of Jesus has a lot of ramifications. It means that our sins have been forgiven. It means that our past has been washed away. It means that the curses of our lives have been broken. It also means that we recognize that He is the Word of God. And anything that God has promised in Christ Jesus, they are confirmed. Now, that's what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. So, we come based upon his promises. We read it before, and let's read it again quickly from the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. God said to Jeremiah, what do you see? He said, I see a rod of an almond tree. That's in Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 11. Then the Lord said, you have seen well, for I, the Lord, I am watching over my word to perform it. That is, if I say something, what is important to me is to ensure that it comes to pass. And we have been saying that, therefore, what we must do is what Jesus said we should do, which is to make sure that his words abide in us. We must know the promises of God. We must know the attitude of God. The foundation, therefore, for an effective prayer life is, first of all, to be a disciple. A disciple is a person who is learning. A disciple is a person who is paying attention to what the master is saying. So Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that is when you will be able to ask whatever you wish and it shall be done for you. I was explaining the other time that when we talk about asking in, according to the will of God, like we see in the book of First John chapter 5, that it's not just to say, does God want me to have a tall wife or a short wife? Is it Angela God wants me to marry or it is Jane? That's not what he means by asking according to the will of God. These are things that you cannot know really until they have been given to you. There's something I told my wife then before we got married. I said, there is a statement I am going to tell you when we marry. And she said, I should tell her now. I refused. And finally, she was thinking it was a big word. But what happened was that finally when they said, I pronounce you man and wife, right there in front of the altar, I whispered to her into her ears. I said, I love you. You are God's gift to me. I learned that from Ed Cole. What I was trying to explain is that until that time, I love you, a girl I like and I admire. <laughs> you get my point? Until we marry, there's no 100% certainty that this is the person God wants you to marry. It, somebody, one brother asked me once, he said, did God speak to you concerning the wife you marry? I said, yes, he did. He said, how did he say it? I said, the officiating priest said, I pronounce you man and wife. And the young man laughed. Why was he laughing? Because he expected to hear that I prayed one night, and then the revelation came to my heart. And then I saw that this is a girl that God wants me to marry. And then I, I met her, talked to her, and she agreed. Do such things happen? Yes, such things do happen once in a while. But they are not the normal thing. That does not mean you know the will of God. I have seen people who told me many times that God spoke to them to marry this person. At the end of the day, they did not marry the person. Sometimes they proposed to the person, the person refused. At other times, they proposed to the person, the person agreed, but the, the relationship scattered further down along the line. Did God speak to them? I was not there. The call was private. You understand my point? I was not there when they were talking. No, that's not what the will of God means. The will of God simply in that context, in that book of First John chapter 5, it was saying that, do I know how God reasons? 
why do I want to marry? Are you getting my point? Do, is, am I trying to marry now uh, because uh, everybody else has married? Am I trying to marry now because I'm always hungry when I get home? If you have money, go and hire a cook. Or every time you are going home, stop by one fast food joint. Go somewhere and buy food. What does it mean to ask according to the will of God? I'm trying to emphasize. Only disciples really discern his will. That's my emphasis. Only true disciples can discern his will. Disciples are learning the way by which he reasons. Disciples are understanding the motives for what he does. I gave an example the other time. I spoke about money. Disciples understand why God gave them money. Money is not about showing off. It is not about acquiring material things. Money is a tool. So when they want to ask for money, it is so that they can fulfill the function that they have discovered from the word of God that money is supposed to function. They want to fulfill that function. So when they've discovered it, they now pray and God will answer them because they are full of his word. He said, if my words abide in you, that is when you can ask whatever you wish. That is, a disciple is the one who can ask for whatever. Why? Because he's her thinking process has been fine-tuned. They know what is important. They know what not to pray about. Do you get my point? They know that there are certain things you cannot expect God to do for you because the motive would be wrong. I gave an example last time. Any prayer motivated by my friend has done it is a very foolish prayer. Disciples don't pray it. Any prayer motivated by I want to be able to do this like everybody else is doing it is a foolish prayer. Disciples don't pray it. Those things are prayers said by what Jesus called the Gentiles. These are the things that the Gentiles seek. But you, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and every other thing shall be added unto you. Please, I'm going to emphasize something here. That first of all, we must be disciples. I said that before, yet I didn't develop it last time, so I said, let me just continue today. All right? First of all, we must be disciples. A disciple is somebody who is always trying to get to know the master better. You, what the master says is important, you say it is, is, is important. What the master says is not important, you also say it is not important. A very good example, which was one we were using earlier, talking about money and material things. Let me even talk about marriage now, all right, as an example. A woman, you are there, two men want to marry you. One has a lot of money, one does not have a lot of money. So which one should I marry? Jesus said, by the amount of money they, they have, you can't tell. He's not saying money is bad. He's not saying it's good. He's just saying you can't tell. Why? Their real substance, what their lives will turn out to be, cannot be determined by the amount of material things that they possess today. Do you get my point? So a disciple does not come to God and ask, let the man that will come and marry me have plenty of money. Are you getting my point? This, this is the reason why God can't answer our prayers. Because we are praying things that he said are not important. It's like your son comes to you, say, what is your birthday wish? You say, I want a big, a big balloon. You're going to look at him, that big balloon is full of air. You know it's going to burst, no matter how big the balloon is. It's children that say things like that. If you ask a, a grown-up child for his birthday wish, he starts asking for things that are more tangible. He doesn't just want ice cream. When he says, on your birthday, what do you want? Once you hear ice cream, you know the child is two years old. Are you getting my point? But when you ask a boy who's big, what would you like for your birthday? He wants a new computer. He already has something in his mind that he will use it for. In the same manner, when we come to God, his disciples don't pray some prayers. And God, please, let the husband I will marry be very rich. I like one thing one of my friends said. He told the parents, listen, if the man I marry is not rich, when I marry him, he will become rich. That is my presence in his life will make him prosper. Are you getting my point? Listen, for us to be able to be effective in our prayer lives, we must first of all be disciples. And I said, disciples are constantly learning. They are constantly learning. They are finding out what God has given to them. Listen to this. Anything that God wants you to have, he has already given you in his word. Let me say it again. Anything that God wants you to have in this life, 
He has already given a word about it and it is in the scriptures. That is how actually you pray. It is to take those words and go to God in prayer. A very popular one that we should all know is Psalm 23. He said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That is, lack is not part of my life. So a disciple understands that wanting to come out of lack is not covetousness. We understand that that is not the will of God. So when I go to pray, I simply say in prayer, according to the word of God, if the Lord is my shepherd, lack is not supposed to be my portion. Therefore, when I come to prayer, I say, Lord, this will not be in my life because that's not what you promised that I should have. You promised that I will not have this. And then God begins to open my eyes. God begins to show me things concerning how I will come out of lack. That's something I will explain next time. Answer to prayer sometimes is a process. It is not just, uh, Lord, I, I shouldn't lack. Then you just come back in the morning. Boom, something falls out of the sky. And as you open the bag, it's $5 million. Hey, the Lord has supplied my needs. Most times it's a process by which God answers a prayer and it brings you out of lack. So what have I said today? Disciples, they want to know the way of God. And based upon the understanding of the character of their father, God begins to give things unto them. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com. And do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening. And may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.